0: That for me has been, I suppose, the most profound understanding of food as medicine is really the connection between ecology, agriculture, and human health. And I think when you start to put the three together, you know, there have been many aha moments for me just trying to understand that concept. But, you know, provenance and literally what is your food grown in is the true understanding of not only sustainability, but food as
1: medicine. The global food system is facing unparalleled challenges and changes. So how can we reset for a better, more sustainable future? Introducing Control Alt Meat, the weekly podcast that explores the issues transforming the global food business. I'm your host, Katie Briefel. Come join me as I speak to the innovators and investors, policymakers and product developers, the scientists and the chefs, who are all on the front line reshaping the future of our food. This week's episode of Control Alt Meat is with Camilla Fayad, the founder of Pioneering Plant-Based Restaurant Pharmacy. After having experienced the powerful healing benefits of a plant-based diet, founder Camilla Fayad was inspired to create Pharmacy, a place for those passionate about taste, provenance, and living food recipes that are good for human health and sustainability. Camilla's passion lies in natural farming, and she's based her foundation on biodynamics, a sustainable and holistic approach to agriculture, with the aim of creating educational initiatives to share this knowledge. In the episode, we talk about her journey towards plant-based eating, the story of starting up pharmacy in London's Notting Hill in 2016, before the plant-based food trend was as established as it is today, and the initiative she's working on to help make plant-based food more accessible to all. Camilla, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I really want to dive into pharmacy, the restaurant that you founded. But before we do that, I'd love to talk a little bit about the lead up to that because you weren't always a plant-based eater. Is that right?
0: Yes, absolutely
1: not. <laughs> So what was the journey from going to the way you were before to um, going towards this, this more plant-based lifestyle?
0: I have an obsession with food full stop. So I think regardless of what I ate, I was just, I, I've, I'm a massive foodie in general. And I think that's, that's kind of taken, my, my, my passion has kind of come from a, yeah, a, a love of food and, and produce in general, but I always didn't eat this healthy. But it's, it's definitely a journey. And I, and I started off as being quite unhealthy and quite unhappy, actually. And the two absolutely go together and, you know, became actually quite unwell. And I think at a young age, in my early 20s, and I think it was definitely time for a lifestyle change. And um, not only that, just kind of go into a deeper exploration of what the food world had to offer so yeah it's 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 been an amazing journey I absolutely don't have any regrets for eating unhealthy and living an unhealthy lifestyle because I think I have swung from different ends of the pendulum um, which has taught me so much ultimately it's, it's just been a massive teaching journey for me.
1: And this the this sort of approach to plant-based eating was kind of already established in places like California and in New York a little bit but when you started in London, it wasn't really the same plant-based food scene as it is now, is that right?
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You know, pharmacy's been alive for six years now. We actually opened our doors in 2016 with a lot of risk, I think a lot of risk was involved opening that kind of restaurant at the time. You know, there was lots of holes in the walls, quote unquote, in terms of, you know, quite a few foodie, vegan places, lots of things in, in markets and, you know, just kind of more on the underground food scene, but nothing, there was no kind of commercialized restaurant you could go in and have a fully vegan menu. So it was a risk ultimately, but I knew that there was a massive gap in the market anyway, and there was room for something like that that in London. And I really felt that, you know, we were ready. I was ready. I had to create somewhere that I wanted to eat every day. So, you know, for selfish purposes, I think that was a big driver in it. But ultimately, I knew that London, London was missing a place like this.
1: Yeah, I remember the first time I went into it, it was vegan food that felt glamorous and fun and abundant rather than sort of preachy or dry or boring. And I think that was a really important moment for the London plant-based food scene um, that we're now seeing everywhere. And a lot of people were saying you were kind of mad to go down this venture at the time. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Even my own family didn't believe in what I was doing. Um,
0: (laughs) But, you know, lo and behold, even to my surprise, we had a queue outside the door on the first day. So I knew I was onto something I was like okay people are actually waiting for this I was you know you know incredibly proud and um and also yeah surprised and I had an intuition that we had to produce this kind of food so
1: yeah and you adopted the Hippocratic quote I think it was let food be thy medicine and medicine thy food could you talk a little bit about that philosophy
0: Yes, absolutely. I think it's a it's a quite overused terminology nowadays. I think people are slightly coming to investigate themselves that there's a connection between food and health, and what you put what you put in your body is, um, you know, there's also the term "you are what you eat." But I think that whole embodiment of actually just being kind of conscious about where your food comes from, number one, um, the provenance of where food comes from, and what kind of soil it's grown in. That for me has been, I suppose the most profound understanding of food as medicine is really the connection between ecology, um, agriculture, and human health. And I think when you start to put the three together, you know, there's been many aha moments for me just trying to understand that concept. But, you know, provenance and literally what is your food grown in is the true understanding of not only sustainability, but food as medicine.
1: Yeah. It's a really interesting thing that I think we're all kind of so much more aware of, but back then we weren't thinking about the pesticides and the things and and where our food was coming from. Um, And you sort of said something about like counting calories, Uh, Counting chemicals, not calories. It's kind of that switch away from um, monitoring how many calories we have, and actually looking at what are we putting into our food. Which I think was a really interesting pivot.
0: Absolutely, I think it's you know for me like a real necessity around the values of, of, of pharmacy to kind of set a new standard, and I think again for us to bring to the forefront of people's understanding that. It's actually the chemicals <laughs> that have been, you know, the pesticides, fungicides, herbicides, all the things that, you know, are laden uh, with with our produce these days. Is just, you know, that's what's killing people. Mm-hmm. And it's not the fact that we are over consuming with calories. Yes, of course, we are that, too. But it's more the processed food and the food laden with chemicals that um, are the real issue. And I just wanted to refocus people's understanding on, I suppose, it's the, the, the cause of, of a lot of the, you know, the health issues that we face today.
1: And what would have been your counter to someone who said, well, great, just get a load of organic food. Why do we need to cut out animal products? What was your, the, the rationale behind you going completely plant-based with restaurants?
0: I think it's important. Look, I think, you know, the, the climate change crisis that we've been dealing with, it's not even now the past th- three to four years, it's the past 10 years. And I think I've always understood that animal agriculture and, and industrial farming and the way that we have been over-consumed by the meat industry was just, it was just, it was a no-brainer for me. I think, you know, if, if the world wants to limit climate change, it needs to start with your plate. And I had been, well, I'd gone vegan two years before, wide open pharmacy vegetarian four years before that and it was just innately something that I also wanted to um yeah bring to the restaurant bring to the table because it was also an approach that for me you know talking about sustainability ecology and so on and so forth and also health health is a massive part that does not include eating meat
1: and pharmacy sources its ingredients from um, a lot of your ingredients from your farm in the countryside in Kent. Could you talk a little bit about that process as well?
0: Yes, of course. Um, you know, I think for me, again, going back to this real obsession with provenance and produce, I knew that we had to have full transparency on our supply chain. And obviously, the brand name itself lends itself to, you know, it being a farm, pharmacy. Um, and I think that, of course, you know, we couldn't, we couldn't launch this restaurant without uh, launching a farm at the same time. And the way that we've chosen to, to farm is dynamically, And I think that in itself has a true message and meaning of, of sustainability. And it really is a kind of closed ecosystem we've created between um, supply chain and then, you know, and consumer the customer.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's brilliant and, and it's really closing the gap in and and making sure your whole process really lives up to that aspiration. Absolutely. For those with no access to farms, how do we bring this education process to them? Like what can we be doing with schools or young people to try and bring them closer to the provenance of their food?
0: You know, I think the thing is is that we think that we don't have access to farms, but we do, you know, and it's just about researching and and connecting with local farms. And actually taking the time, and that being a priority within your um, life, to actually just yeah take the time and, and research what, what you know what, what's available around you. And again, there are some brilliant urban farms that actually we've been um, collaborating collaborating with Hackney School of Food, um, some really wonderful initiatives in East London around food and farming and education um, and trying to close the gap between, yeah, w- w- the understanding, especially from a young age and, and school and education, that that this is an absolute necessity to, to understand now where our food comes from, and food production, real food production.
1: Because there's sometimes a misconception so, yeah. that eating plant-based can be more expensive and I guess in some ways it can be depending on how you do it. But as you say, if we can get closer to the root of the the food and educate people that way, then we can try and break down those barriers.
0: Absolutely. And I think, again, you know, when people start to talk about expense and, you know, it's only for the privileged, which is something that we get a lot, you know, I think, you know, ultimately for me, it's about switching perception. You know, an iPhone is expensive. You know, lots of people still go out and, you know, queue up in the Apple store for the, you know, the latest and newest iPhone, I think. You know, same as handbags or luxury goods or anything, that's still very much an aspirational item That people items that people really go for. But food, health, provenance and really choosing the right natural produce is a massive priority or should be a massive priority. And just switching the perceptions in terms of accessibility is also
1: important. Mm, absolutely. I'm pivoting a little bit to talk about the business side of this. You described your upbringing, hanging out on the shop floor of Harrods as kind of, and with your dad obviously as the kind of university of Harrods. What did Mm -hmm. you learn in those early years from your from watching your father work?
0: I learned very much how to be dynamic in general. I think you know my father's an entrepreneur. He you know started from a very humble background and really made um, his way in business by being dynamic and thinking on his toes and being creative but also you know just in general i think you know he has a, a really brilliant business acumen and that is ultimately he's done wonderful things with Harrods it's now a museum ultimately and he wanted really uh, to create experiences for people and you know that experience of Harrods not just being a shop or somewhere that you come and buy your loaf of bread it was really something that you could be in awe of and spend the whole day there and, and really kind of um, be fulfilled with the whole experience and I think that's very much what that's I suppose by osmosis it's happened but you know with with pharmacy it's it's very much creating an experience around food it's a whole journey from the farm to the restaurant to also the education behind you know what we do with the staff and also around the farm and and certain initiatives that we do Uh, it's it's again it's 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 an experiential place and that I would not have learned if it wasn't for my dad very very valuable lessons
1: and what are your what's the goal in the next five years you trying to expand internationally where do you see pharmacy going
0: yeah absolutely we've done um, an amazing residency in New York um, which was six months and that was just before the pandemic hit so you know we had a, an amazing welcome in, in the US and you know we'd definitely like to go back and explore what that side of the world has to offer but also absolutely and just developing the brand in general we'll definitely be opening um, more restaurants in the world but also yeah maybe focus a little bit more on the lifestyle element we're you know also we're doing a lot of retail products at the moment so lots to come but doing it all really well and full of integrity and, and you know really just uh, creating something very special for people
1: you did a um a partnership or a collaboration with mother of pearl a sustainable fashion collection which i think is yes. as you say another way of taking that integrity um applying that to fashion as well as sort of farm to, to plate so um, how did that come about
0: so mother of pearl um is a brand that i've loved since it pretty much launched and i think i met the well, the designer, creative director, Amy Powney, through a friend of mine, a wonderful lady called Elizabeth Saltzman, who um, just understands a lot about pharmacy, but also just in general, what I'm trying to do and, and the message that pharmacy has kind of given people. So she she introduced me to Amy Powney and said, look, Amy's doing something very similar, very has a very similar values to what pharmacy is doing, but doing it in fashion. And, yeah, she put us together and, and there was a lot of chemistry there. And I think, you know, again... You know just looking at uh, the sourcing of, of certain cottons and organic cottons and again really kind of understanding where you know fabric provenance what fabric provenance is about it, it just it was just so aligned with what we were doing but with food and there was just so many connections there in terms of um, again sustainability but also it being a slightly cult brand slightly niche and it just ticked all pharmacies' boxes so yeah we did this it was a kind of quirky collaboration i i'll send you something actually but we did lots of um funny funny slogans on on tops but again the um the farabics yeah, that we no, used were um,
1: it's something like um no beef
0: here or um yeah got no beef which is that. uh what our uh, infamous burger is called at the restaurant
1: yeah so I mean, it's
0: actually one of our best sellers
1: and Camilla, like looking ahead, what are you most excited for in the world of plant-based eating? Is there, are there any innovations or things that you're really excited about?
0: Um, yeah, in general, I think there's just been a massive shift. I think also like post-COVID, I think all of a sudden, you know, there's, this, there's a massive collective reflection on health. You know, what are we doing to kind of boost our immune systems? What are we eating? Are we being kind of, you know, also the supply chain? Are we eating local? I mean, all throughout the lockdowns i don't know if you felt it but you know obviously all the queues outside the supermarkets were you know it was just it was just a whole it was it was a whole it was a massive wake-up call for people and i think again shopping local and you know farmers markets became incredibly important as they should be but all of a sudden again it's, it's about perspective and and all of these kind of movements were coming to light so i think there's massive opportunity for the number one my business but the plant-based world in general um i think people are just they've just yeah we've, we've been through a massive wake-up call so yeah it's super exciting
1: love that you've said in the past that you're in the business of making change like your father and it sounds like you're making um incredible change so i really appreciate you coming on the podcast thank you so much thank you so much yeah one bite at a time thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of control alt meet if you enjoyed this episode please subscribe and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts Be sure to share your favourite episodes on social media to help us reach more listeners like you. You can also visit controlaltmeet.com to learn more.